And <laughs> somebody said, well, what about Steph Curry? Like, man, he all light-skinned and <laughs> <laughs> he grew up rich. I swear to God. He grew up rich. His daddy was in the league. Man, he don't know nothing about playing on the... This, this is real. Okay, so I'm just... This is a quick intro. I don't even... Do I even need to introduce... Yo, it's David Allen Greer, for God's sakes. He is not just a funny man. He's a serious acting man. He's a bright man. He's a sweet man. He's a nice man. And he also happens to love all things Michigan. And that's going to be the sports tie-in. Do you see how we did that? We got some sports yeah. in there, bro. Like, it's just totally okay. But oh <laughs> well, wait, who's your college team? I don't really have one. Like, I, most of my college time was spent at Texas and Austin. And then I technically have a diploma from UTSA. And they have a football team that did okay this year, actually, quite well. So, you know, that's kind of it. I'm not a huge college football person. I'll tell you what. Those coach salaries. Hmm. It does freak me out. Like, I remember there was the Florida football uh, scandal years ago. Yeah. There was a booster who never went to college. Mm -hmm. His uh, income flow was questionable, <laughs> yeah. but he donated thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to Florida right. because that was his team. And that's kind of weird to me, but you yes. Know, well, don't you think that speaking of like, I think schools like the Michigans and the Ohio States and the, don't you think those are schools where a lot of the fan base didn't actually go there? Like, I feel that. I don't know. I know I did. That's why I, I you know, I did. Um, I was always a fan, but the older I got, um, the more I endorsed it just because it's like leaving home. You know, when you first leave home, I'm not, at least for me. I wasn't that tied to my high school, my college, because I'm trying to do my own thing. Right. You know, when you get old and dusty and you start questioning, is this my last day here? <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> you start going back. You know, God, is but... that it? That's why we do this? Because we're closer to mortality and we're like, I need to cling yes. on to everything I know? Yes. That's... I did have a friend named Harry Dunn, who is a writer. And when we all got to Los Angeles... Um, he had a huge bark lounger in the shape of a USC football helmet. Oh dear. Because I think Harry went to grad school there and he had it placed in front of his, it used to be satellite. This is how old the technology yeah. was before the flood screen. God. So the satellite, the, those big satellite TVs, they took up a lot of apartment a lot. living a lot. space. And they yeah. weighed 7,000 pounds. Oh, yeah. Nobody, nobody sold that. Nobody yeah. sold that. Yeah. Um, but he was ahead of his time in terms of his uh, devotion to his alma mater. Um, I, I don't, anyways, I uh, always watched. And, you know, I went to school during a time when bowls mattered. The Rose Bowl was the biggest bowl uh, for Michigan. I remember being in drama school. And it had to be 1979 or something where we won the, you know, the last 30 seconds. And I remember I was really drunk and I jumped up and I started screaming and I broke an ashtray with my foot and it cut my foot. Oh. And then I wrapped it in a towel and fell asleep and woke up and the towel was bloody. I was like, someone stab me. <laughs> Those are the worst injuries. And you have no idea what happened. How is my rib broken? And no one told me how it happened. <laughs> the worst is when you call up. Hey, Jill, this is David. Um, 
It was great seeing you last night. <laughs> great. Uh, are we cool? <laughs> Did I leave my shoe over there? Uh, what's up? You know, you have to call all of your friends. Oh. And, and it was before like phones where they could videotape it all and we could just watch it the next day. Like that would have been way cooler, but hey, uh, we got no, lucky. I'm glad I was wild before cell phone footage. I mean, I, yeah, I've like, we've got half and half because we could still mess up now. It's not like we're out of the window yet. Um, yeah, anything could happen, but my life has changed in oh so many ways. You see oh, I can't wait to talk about that. I like the gardening thing because whenever you post, I love to garden, but when you yes. post your pictures, you're like, you have like a full blown farm. And I'm like, here's one tomato. <laughs> like it's, how? It's uh I I've gotten into it. And and again, on NPR, like 10, 15 years ago, I think it was a red barber who who they would have, they would talk to him once a week. And all he talked about is behind <laughs> rangers this year are blooming preposterously good. He never talked about sports. He God, I love talked that. about flowers. And I'm like, damn, why would you ever want to do that? And here I am. Older. Here you are. Yeah. Because once you grow one thing that's edible and delicious, that's it's like a drug. Now you're in. It really is. It yeah. Is. And you are killing it because you like you're getting, dare I say, you have like crops. Well, I planted about 30 uh, mission uh, olive trees on my hillside. And I planted them when they were little babies. They were maybe about 12, 15 inches tall. So that's about one or two years old. They they grow and they live to 500 plus years. Yep. So now they're about 25 feet and they're fruiting, but... It's romantic to say, because I have a 13-year-old daughter, and like, we're going to have you know, make olive oil. Yeah. Um, it's, you, it's very hard labor. <laughs> it's not easy. Well, are you, wait, you're doing it yourself or you help? Well, that was the plan. Okay. Posting <laughs> after that second glass of cab. <laughs> it sounds very much more romantic. You need help. You can't just go out there oh, and yeah. wing olive oil. <laughs> so now we, now we sit on the deck and go, look. The, the they're down there down the hillside oh, um cute. but anyway yeah that's my goal to actually harvest you got to harvest the same you have to harvest at the right time usually um if i plant something and it grows really well i get a job that takes me out of town i come back and i've missed the harvest but oh i didn't even think about yeah. that because you're out of town for chunks at a time yes and i planted all these citrus trees and then I went to Canada to work on this show for almost six months. And I came back and the citrus trees were like, where'd you go? Aww. You know, the fruit fell off. And Wait, no one just take, because you have, that's a thing. I you do. have to trust I have someone. A, I'm looking around because it's gardener day. I have a gardener, but there may be some anger issues. Yeah, I'm just. <laughs> on your side or, or their side? No, I, I'm, I'm always, I, I feel. I feel I'm a good person, but I, <laughs> I feel this individual may be taking out some anger on the plants. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, it can also be, you know, and then I started thinking, remember years ago, this may be before your time, but there was a whole philosophy of thought, talking to your plants. Yes. Music. Yeah. They said well, that. Well, listen, we just came through a pandemic. I would be in the garden, in my yard um, every day just all day and they were really doing well. And then I broke off the relationship 
and had to go away. So I don't know if it had anything to do with it, but they were like, dude, where'd you go, man? Oh, that means you're loved. See, you are loved, David. You are loved. Wait, where are you? You're in Texas. What part? Uh, San Antonio. And that's right near Dallas. It's like a five-hour drive, a 45-minute flight. It is not near Dallas. Okay. Well, in fairness, by Texas standards, that's that's not bad. That's a drive. That's a quick drive. Uh, Is it flat where you are or hilly? No, I am am smack dab in hill country territory. So, like, my even my neighborhood is very hilly and cool so what grows there so i've got so far i've got squash i've got tomatoes are growing well i'm trying to do lemons because i never got them to kick out in california cucumbers yeah what about fruit trees like nuts do you 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 don't do pecans in texas right no they we do do pecans in texas i don't have that here but we do yeah you never had a pecan pie Uh, i don't like i don't like pecan pie my mom did Butter pecan, that's old black people ice cream. It really is. <laughs> that, yeah, like my mom. That's I'm, exactly. Because your mom's an older black woman. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know that. Okay. A lot of people don't know that. No, but yeah, my mom was like butter pecan ice cream. And we got Neapolitan, which. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so I have a brother and a sister. I'm the youngest. And we all had our favorite, you know. So you cut it. You cut the. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in one, two, three. And uh, so that was about as exotic, that and canned peas growing up in Detroit. Our okay. our Whole Foods was A&P, yeah. A&P Market. And, I heard of this. Yeah, iceberg lettuce. That's about it. That was about it. Iceberg lettuce, still, still, that's a Texas salad staple? Yeah. So, yep, yeah. nope, I get it. I totally get it. By the way, did you ever want to leave? Did you think about leaving Michigan? Like, for school and all that? Or were you always just going to stay? Let me tell you something. I I connected with some high school friends and elementary school friends. And because I was trying to get pictures, pictures of me with my my group, my crew, when we were in elementary school. And I only got one picture and I'm cropped out. But (laughs) all of us as eight, nine, 10 year olds, looked like many versions of ourselves. They, they really oh. did. My, be- my best friend's name is Keith Starworth. He became a politician and he wears an ascot, very yes. cultured at nine years old at somebody's birthday party. He had no. an ascot on. <laughs> he already knew. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And so then I, I talked to my friends and I was like, what was I like? And <laughs> they said, man, you had those big words, man. The big okay. One, which I didn't, you know, that's what they said. And I said, don't be lugubrious. Lugubrious. You're like, I don't, yeah, that sounds. <laughs> I don't, yeah, d- d- preposterous. That sounds good to me. As a nine-year-old, that sounds completely organic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so when I was in high school, my energy was all about leaving town, leaving mm-hmm. Detroit. As a matter of fact, if you weren't on the same page with me, I didn't even want to hang out with you. Yep. Like, uh, I'm getting out of here. I really was uh, um, obsessing over New York, New York City. I'd read the Village Voice. I loved music, the rock scene. So that was in the 70s. The Ramones were popping. There was the whole punk scene, CBGBs. I just, that was where all my focus was. And that's where I initially went. You know, I went to New Haven to go to acting school after Michigan. By the way, thank you for saying New Haven. What's in New Haven? Uh, well, it's a little school. Oh, yeah, okay. Just say it, because I would say it all the time. Yale. Yale <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yale 
I went to graduate school there. And, you know, going to, going to Yale was kind of like going to an Ivy League school in downtown Detroit. It really, because New Haven and Yale were so fractured huh. in terms of their relationship. It was an, you know, Yale was an alien ship, spaceship <laughs> that landed in the middle of New Haven. I remember walking on campus at night and I passed a, a group of black dudes and they're like, one of them said, hey man, you got to match tonight. <laughs> My response was, I sure do. <laughs> the guy stopped. He reared back. His body language, like I just swung on him and he looked me up and down. He went, oh no, man. That's okay. And kept walking. That, that's you're okay. one of them. You're one of them. You're a Yale Wow. Yeah, so that that sums up the relationship. That sums up the relationship uh, at that time. But, <laughs> you know, we did stuff. I mean, like I would do plays. We did this one play where we toured prisons uh, around New Haven and we really talked. And so you have to outreach, you know, you have to engage the community. Right. There wasn't a lot of that. Man, that Michigan, okay. So Michigan to Yale, then to just blowing up and doing everything that you needed to do. Well, to yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like I went to the Yale Drama School. I met Charles Dutton there, Rock, okay. Charles Rock Dutton. I met Jane Kazmarek. Oh, Malcolm in the Middle. Yes, Tony of course. Shalhoub. Yeah, Tony Shalhoub was a year behind me. See. Um. So there are you know really good actors all around. Do the actors who went to school, like seriously went to school, mm -hmm. do you guys look down on the actors who just are winging it? I did. I did because when I got out, like, okay, so I went, I did Soldier's Story and Denzel was in it, Denzel Washington. He went to ART, so he was cool. <laughs> he was all right. But Robert Townsend and I became immediate fast best friends and he was a comedian. And I was like, so explain it to me. You tell profane jokes in a saloon for what purpose you know <laughs> but he was the one who really introduced me to Keenan Ivory Wayans and Damon Wayans and everybody yeah and so it was through that and I would go out during pilot season and I would just hang out with those dudes and all they did is they went to comedy clubs they went to comedy clubs they'd go to three maybe four different rooms a night and I was just hanging out and finally they were, it was, I was jumped into a gang. They said, you can't hang out. You have to tell jokes. Oh, so I, I went on stage, you know, I'll do, you know, you do open mic, you do three minutes um, for fun. Um, and uh, from that living color, long story short, but I'll tell you a quick story. Love. So uh, around the clubs in LA, you're usually only allowed to go and do the open mic once a month. Okay. So I do the laugh factory. Um, which at the time was, we called it the Black Hole of Calcutta. It was a very small club. Any laugh you got, you milked it from the structure. So, <laughs> so I stood in line and we were talking to all, you know, all these other desperados. And then within a month, In Living Color premiered and became an instant hit. Hell yeah. I had like four national commercials that had started running again and I got a movie. So when I came back a month later, you know, and I gone on, I got on that night, <laughs> all the people in line were like, <laughs> they thought it was because of that one spot. 
hurt. And they were like, oh my God, you blow up, what happened? And I never had the heart to tell them that all that was in play before. <laughs> no, you can't. You would have no. crushed souls. If you told them that, yeah, I just because then then they would they would they would no no they wouldn't believe in the process anymore. The whole thing was like I'm gonna wait once a month, do my three minutes, then someone's <laughs> gonna discover me, and you know I'll be the next Robin Williams or whatever. Wait, I don't think people. So you were not coming from the comedy background that the rest of that crew was. No. You were like I'm a thespian, yeah. and then boom. I wanted to be. I remember when Denzel got. Um, St. Elsewhere. This is old. God, that's awesome. Stephen Bosco. Was Stephen Bosco? No, Bruce Paltrow, which is Gwyneth Paltrow's dad. Yep. Um, You know, hospital drama. That was my dream job. So we were all in Soldier's Play. And I auditioned for it. We all did. You know, it was like, and when you're ready, um, doctor, hand me that scalpel. Oh, hello, (laughs) nurse Sally. So dramatic. Cut. Cut. (laughs) We got it. Yeah. So I didn't get it. He got it. Uh, I was like, damn. So then, you know, LA Law, all that kind of stuff. I wanted to be like the black lawyer guy. That was my dream job. I was going to buy an old Spanish house and just do seven years and just, you know, never have to work again. That was another. Right. That's the goal. Five to seven years. Never have to work again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's not yep nope <laughs> yeah, no, um, you know. anyways um that i'm was- so glad that worked out that way <laughs> yeah living living color is like one of my that was a beetle family sunday night it was married with children you guys and it was to this day and i i was i actually went down that rabbit hole the other day to watch mm. do you think y'all could have done that show today no. that show fought yeah right we the, the studio would be burned yeah <laughs> Well, first of all, there was no um, social media. Right. So that when people would complain, you could call the station, you could write a letter, Mm. or you could use that breaking technology. You could fax. And, you know, faxing was like... Oh, yeah. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) That's the paper. It's like such excitement for nothing <laughs> you know um so god people still have those by the way yeah but i mean but we were insulated and people people it, it was generational like when we did damon and i did the men on sketch men on yes. film or whatever older the older gay community was more prickly than the younger gay community okay at least from my perspective at the time i remember i was dating a girl where one of her best friends were a gay couple that they lived across her courtyard in venice and when i was leaving one day during the show she said they came out with does he know he's an icon because they would have they would have men on nights at some gay bars in hollywood where they would just play all the sketches all of them, you know, end to end. So there was that. And then there was the other part, which was, you know, should we be doing this? Is right. this homophobic or whatever? Because, you know, we weren't gay. We weren't in that community. And um, all that's legitimate. But that's about what we got. It was not that. But that does not compare to when you misstate or misbehave uh, and the Twitterverse. Mm. 
is immediate. I mean, and the response is immediate. So uh, nothing There's like- There's no hiding. You cannot hide. Mm -mm. You just have to be, you know, you're just out there. So that's just one thing. I don't think we could do any of it. I remember I talked to a uh, physically challenged guy because Damon Wayne- <laughs> Yeah, he embraced he all of the club <laughs> foot. Yeah, he grew up with a club foot and he would do handyman, this handy yep. superhero. And this guy was talking to me and he was talking about the sketch. And I turned, this was at Quinn's. Again, Quinn's used to be the original um, Mrs. Gooch's Whole Foods. It was a chain health food market. Mm. And there were about yeah. four of them. So I'm just telling you where I was hanging out. I like this. Very I fancy. I was hanging out. Yeah, I was hanging out. <laughs> Um, and, and so the dude was talking and he was saying how he didn't find it offensive and he was really happy about it. But that was one person I ran into in the store. Um, that's kind of the feedback we got. Wow. Insulated. No, we it's never... crazy to watch that now. No, you could never do it now. And it's, it's, it's sad because to me, that's some of the funniest stuff. I've. It still works. All of it still works. It is. But I mean, also the black lady sketch show is hilarious. <laughs> Um, it is good. That's a good one. You know, and that's now, I mean, we did it. The, the important thing is we did it when we did it and you can watch it, you know, but I'm not, you got to change, right? I guess my, 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 um, consciousness has changed, um, since 30 years ago, I'm sure yeah. hopefully yours has expanded somehow. Right. I, mean, <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's getting worse. I don't know um no there's still ways to be funny i mean we already did it so i'm not like one of those dudes like we have to bring it back we can't it's for another generation or stuff but i still you know i just was in new york uh yesterday i flew back i did yeah. michael chase show yes on his sketch show i'm gonna do the black lady sketch show next week maybe do you prefer the funny or do you like the serious what, i like the variety you do yeah, man, because um, I feel like, you know, I've been acting for over 40 years and um, I feel like I kind of know what I'm doing. I know my instrument. And so this show I just wrapped, Joe Pickett is all dramatic. It's sinister yes. and dirty dealing in a small Wyoming town yes. about mineral rights and poaching. I play this retired game warden and you don't know where this dude is at. So <laughs> I'm, I'm talking on Zoom with uh, the producer directing brother team, the Dowdles, and I'm like, okay, yeah, why the fuck are you calling me? <laughs> And they said, well, we wanted this guy to have this ability, comic ability, because that's his end. Right. He's, um, huh. you know, I mean, because here's my philosophy. A lot of times when evil or darkness comes, it doesn't come dressed like a devil. If you think about the creepiest, weirdest people that have insinuated themselves into your life, they never rang your doorbell in a cape with horns. They were like, oh, this guy's cool or oh, this chick's cool. Yeah, let's be friends. And all of a sudden you're like, yeah. what happened? Who did I let in my house? Who are is you? That yeah. yeah, he is that dude. Because that's his strength. You know, he'll read you and come right in and all folksy. And all of a sudden you're like, whoa. That's terrifying. 
And you're kind of terrifying thinking about you doing this. This is well. Terrifying. You remember at the Super Bowl party? You were yeah, like, you've been in my house, and I'm scared you're, of you. You're not supposed to be in this room. Pockets, <laughs> you know. And I was like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. How did we even like? I was trying to figure that out. How did we even become? Like, how did that all happen? I'll tell you. I was in New York, and I used to love Sports Nation. <laughs> And like most dingbat fans, I was like, I love Michelle Beadle. I love Colin Collingsworth, whatever that dude's name is. And I know they're like best friends and they have apartments and houses next to each other because that's what they'd play on TV. And so I wanted you to come and see Porgy and Bess. Right. And somehow I reached out to you because I heard you on an interview talk about going to plays. So I was like, come, you should come and see this. And I think we started talking then. And I really wanted to come on the show, but, you know, I think you left, returned, and left again before. That's what I do. Yeah. Which, by the way, when you left Sports Nation and they shot you out of a candle, <laughs> could you even do that now without... I'm- Without offending something or someone or the rocket industry or so, know. you know, just, I, I'm I'm the dumbest fan because I remember when we met, I was like, "How's Colin?" and you're like, "Fuck if I know, I don't." <laughs> what? Wait a minute. You have best what? friends? <laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm kidding, Colin. Wherever you are. <laughs> no, I met Colin. I met Colin, and uh, anyway, I just uh, was a big fan and just fanning him, and I think that's how we started talking. Yeah, and it just took a while, you know, because I went back to uh, L.A. You'd left Sports Nation. I actually did Sports Nation with Marcellus Wiley when he first got to um, ESPN and this woman, I forget. Carissa, Carissa Thompson. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And they had the screen. Remember the screen where you'd go? Yes. And it like, didn't work. It was really <laughs> frustrating. And my ass crack popped out because I had- How does that happen? Because I leaned over and I was trying to do the screen and I turned around and I went, well, nobody saw that. And by the time I got in the car, the Twitter feed. Oh no. Twitter, Twitter's brutal. So you just have to endorse it. Wait, were you wearing low, like what kind of jeans were no, you wearing? No, I was wearing my, I, I was, cause I was promoting a movie. Maybe it was People's, and I was wearing my favorite jeans and they, I didn't have a belt on that day, you know. My it, God, you're a mess. Things went awry. Things went awry. <laughs> I, I had a short jacket. The most, the most prominent memory was, well, nobody saw it. You know how when you, when you bend over and you feel a breeze? Uh, yes. Wrong place. You're like, yeah, wrong place. Well, I'll tell you a quick story. I was staying at the um, Four Seasons Hotel in New York on 57th Street, beautiful, luxurious hotel. I was under the awning waiting for my car to arrive. And in the distance, a couple blocks away, I see a couple. Um, the guy's kind of chasing after the girl who's stomping away from him. She would stop every few minutes, turn oh back at him, say some very curt words, <laughs> fold her arms and stomp off. So this was stop and go, stop and go. He came in front of me. He caught up to her. She stopped and she said, gonorrhea, and just stomped off. And I went, wow. Oh. That is the whole, whole story. 
I'm not sure why she did so many starts and stops if that was well, the whole story. Was, he was the one who was chasing her. We don't need to know anything else. That is the entire movie. Oh, that's awesome. It God. awesome, but also I really wanted to jump in there and go, bro, bro, time out. Take, take the L. Get out. Just yeah. abort. Go, go. Look, go. 7 billion people on the planet, dude. Let's find <laughs> someone else. Come back from this. Like, <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> Well, I have to do I have to do this thing. I have to take a quick break, which I don't know how that works, but we're going to do it. And when we get back, because I won't keep you forever because I love you so much and I've missed your face. So we're back. That was the break. That That's how fast breaks work oh. in podcast world. Uh, I, I do have to say, like, do you like Jim Harbaugh? Is this a redemption? Are you do you go to this game? Like, how do you deal with this as a Michigan? I don't person? I don't I used to go to the games, but, I, you know, this was my first trip to New York this last week this, I went to three Broadway shows that was my yes. time in a theater uh, I'm fully vaxxed I took every shot I got the flu shot all that kind of stuff all the shots yep. all of them but <laughs> I but I have been laying very low in a bubble the entire pandemic um I'm good you know I don't really have to go to the game maybe sometime in the future Um, but I did. And I, like I told you, the farther away from college I got, the more insane I've become as a fan. And I thought this was a match made in heaven. And it was very distressing. I love Jim Harbaugh, but he just wasn't getting it done because people need to know. So take this season, for example, they're 12 and one or 11 and one. They we lost to Michigan state. Ah. And uh, we beat Ohio State. People need to know that a successful football season in Michigan, we could lose every single game. But if he won and beat Michigan State and Ohio State, that's a successful season. So it means nothing to the fandom if we won every single game but lost to Ohio State and, and Michigan State. That's a failure. Which was, so that's what was crazy. happening. Yeah, but like that's because the way people talk about Harbaugh is like, well, he took a pay cut and it was on his way out. And, and now cut. it's the great redemption story. Yeah, he took a pay oh, cut. Oh, yeah, he took a pay cut. He took a big old pay cut. Hell yeah. He was like, how much but, do I pay you? How much do I pay you for the khakis? By the way, you kind of have to love a college coach, especially who does that, because that's that's an anomaly if there ever was one. And He's taking pay cuts, by the way. Yeah, but I, I, it was his alma mater. Um, Harbaugh. I forgot what the history is between he and his dad and all that kind of stuff. Um, so it just was a match. so great. So great. This year was so great. I mean, also, I, you know, going into the Ohio State game, I said, I just <laughs> wanted us to do better than Michigan State. Michigan State got beat down. So once Michigan scored, like within the first five, 10 minutes, that was a win to me. Because already it. we've done better than Michigan State. Why Turn it off. Shit? Yeah, to <laughs> right. Hill, who went I was going to bring, I was about to bring her up, by the way. Because that uh, is a, that's a vicious rivalry right there. <laughs> but So I could talk shit to her and, and everything would be cool. So from there, it was just, wow. And then now I just feel like they're peaking at the right time. Uh, the sky's the limit. There is a chance. Let's go one game at a time. Let's go. That's so calm of you. No, it's for real, man. I know, but like, I feel like you should be like, we're going to win this whole damn thing. It's Michigan's year. Listen to me. Listen to me. I didn't think they were going to beat Ohio State like that. Worst fan ever. 
worst fan ever. Like that. I mean, they beat them down. So I just feel like they've gotten to another level of confidence and ability. And so let's go. But but either way, I'm 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 gonna be honest with you. Either way, what happens on New Year's Eve, I'm already good. I'm already wow. So peaceful. Come on, Ohio State, please. The, so the Jamel Hill rivalry, like, do y'all bet bet, or is it just straight? No, it's just it's, it's saltiness. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I do really love and respect Jamel Hill. I really do. Of course. Um, but I am so petty that <laughs> you know I can't help myself because I remember one time I was like. <laughs> Jamel, why don't you bring me on your podcast? And there was like no response. I was like, you know what? Let's just <laughs> never mind. It was like the coyote and the 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 whatchamajigga. The oh, roadrunner. Roadrunner, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'll just keep chasing you. Never mind. I mean, it's a good rivalry. <laughs> oh, well. It's like you're the only like you're the two that because I feel like you got Rich Eisen. You got the Rich Eisen Michigan thing, but I don't feel like he's got a thing with anyone. Like you two have a thing and it's been going. It's within my personality too, as you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think you have some of that in you. What's that? Awesomeness yes. or never forget. Okay. I'm gonna oh. I'm gonna hold a grudge. You stepped on my toe seventeen years ago and <laughs> I'm gonna call you out. You insinuated I was fat in that one dress that I liked. No. <laughs> yes, Eighth grade. Yeah. And <laughs> no, bro, Finkel Bus, Detroit, I remember. And um, God, I so it. I do love it. I do love it. And I haven't gone to my lowest. But we're saving that that ammo for for the weeks to come. Wow, I don't, I I almost don't. Worry. I don't want to say we keep it respectful because I don't really. But <laughs> <laughs> no, otherwise it's not fun. That's not fun. You don't want it want it to be like uh, like mean mean. Well, no, you know, a member of your family calls and says, uh, "This is too far." <laughs> We've drawn a line. Yeah, You've crossed it. <laughs> You mean, is it just that? Like, I don't even know. Who else do you root for? Is it is it all Michigan-based or is it just well, I don't college? Really, I'm not really a football guy. I'm a college football guy. Right. And college right. basketball. I do love the Lakers, although I'm from Detroit. I've been out here for many years. So the Lakers are my team. And I just feel like this season is something that we have to go through. <laughs> I was waiting for the last part of that sentence. It's not, not, yeah, it's kind of dramatic. Oh, who thought this up? It's like, okay, you can have anybody. We won't play. Oh, it's like, it's like watching Fred Sanford and his friends on a higher level, but it's just not. mm -mm, This, I believe Charles Barkley called it 17 times the other night, and I quote, old ass geezers. And he said it so many times in a row that I was just like, let me tell you something, let me tell you something, let me tell you something, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. Yeah, man. Um, over and over. I love Bron Bron. I do. I love that he's here. I was so angry at the Bus family, and I called publicly for them to sell the team. You know, when it was well because when it was at at the point where Magic quit, it was reported that Genie Bus was uh, consulting that world-renowned basketball expert, her friend, uh, the wife of some coach. Kurt Rambis' wife? Yes, yes. Yep, yep, yep. Kurt Rambis, you know, <laughs> while sipping uh, uh, mimosas. You know, I just was like, this has got to stop. Sell the team. So um, I still love the Lakers. They're probably not 
And when I let me finish, they're pro, I hope they make the playoffs. That's all. That's fair. I think That's they fair. will. I think they'll, you know, first round or whatever. And it would be great to just have them rally a little bit. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I feel like LeBron's uh strategy is fail to the middle, mm. just skid upwards and get into those playoffs. Like like fighting for that eighth or seventh spot. It's right. Very dangerous game. And these it's a very it's the digging of the hole, assuming you'll always get out of the hole. And that's yeah. you know, someday you won't. Well, I have a fallback. I mean, I love the Warriors. I really believe I hope they'll win the um Well, you've really picked teams with just, you know, underdog well, yeah. legacies. I, I like <laughs> lately. To, I like to spot, you know, um <laughs> what I call diamonds in the rough. I found this kid, Steph Curry, not Seth. That's his brother. Yeah, yeah. Um don't get him confused. Steph Curry. <laughs> I remember going with my nephew to see Steph Curry when he just came to the Warriors and he had oh. ankle issues at that time. Yep. Like he had, you know, and he was wearing his braces and they did not know if he was going to work out. Like he hadn't become fully Steph yet. God, I love that so much. I love hindsight. He really, really, you like, know, but now it's just fun to watch him, man. I don't, uh, I'm not going to root for Brooklyn. I would love the Knicks. I love that the Knicks are doing better. Um, if you've ever been to a Knicks playoff game, it mm -hmm. is amazing. It is amazing. That would be It's so a great cool. crowd. Oh my It's God. so loud. Like, it, yeah. I went to, I went to this one, um, uh, Amar Stoudemire, right? Okay. Amari Stoudemire. Yep. When he was a Nick, right? Okay. Wait, are, wait, are you saying you went to his game? No, this this is when I was doing race. So it had to be around 2010. Okay. Oh, God, you're so good at this. Yeah. And <laughs> it was the first time the Knicks had been in the playoffs, that made it to the playoffs. Since like and 1999. And had a back thing. You know, he had a back problem. Like, and so at the Garden, you go in like the, quote, VIP entrance, you take the elevator up and there's this, it's like a club, you know, a bar and where all the quote famous people are hanging out and they were there. And so I'd gotten these tickets through my publicist and, you know, David Duchovny, long time, Nick fan, Spike, everybody's up there. Giselle Bunchen, I believe, I don't, don't quote me. Um, a lot of, a lot of famous people. Wait, the part so, I'm not quoting you is you're not sure it was her? Well, <laughs> I may be mixing up VIP rooms. Gotcha, gotcha, anyway, gotcha. Anyway, gotcha. <laughs> just think famous people. And so we go down, you know, you have drinks or whatever, you kick it, then you go down to your seat. And I was very humble because I was sure all these season ticket holders had better seats than me. Duchovny is always, you know, professional douchebag. He's always ribbing me, you know, <laughs> have fun in those nosebleeds. Wow. So as they're led down, we're all leading down to our seats. They dropped off and they kept walking me. And I sat next to the bench under the basket, <laughs> the Knicks. That's and I look up and there's Damon, there's everybody, you know, and they're looking at me like, what the fuck? I still don't know. <laughs> I don't still know. No, I called, you know, I called Gina, my PR girl, uh -huh. and whose uh, phrase at the time was, don't freak out, okay? <laughs> don't, I'm gonna give you this ticket, but don't freak out. Oh, and uh, it was amazing. They, oh, it's such a good moment. Yes, man. And so, but what I'm getting to is that energy. I remember 
the Knicks, did they lose? It didn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. The crowd wouldn't leave. They just stood there after the game. They were just cheering because they were so happy that the Knicks had made it back to the playoffs. They just want that. Yeah. By the way, and like like last year, I thought I would argue that the Hawks Knicks series was probably one of the more fun series to watch. I, I was love all the in on Hawks that. are really fun to watch. So like that kid Trey, he's so fun. Right. He gets the it. Only he gets it. his only strike against him is that hair is going faster than those balls are going in the basket. He needs to do something. What what do you want him to do? Sometimes it just happens. Shave it. Shave it. Oh, come on home. He's got come on home. No, he's not there yet. Like he's he's got time. He's got okay. time. Well, you're a woman. You should send him some products, you know, some hair hold. Because it gets fuzzy and sweaty, it just becomes a halo. Let me tell you something. That beard you're rocking is a lot more high maintenance than whatever I have going on. It really, and you can see, because like, I was, <laughs> this betrays, betrays everything. Because I was like, I'm not going to get on. They're like Santa. I know, but I didn't think I was going to make this happen because it was like, you know, download this, download that. I'm going to give it a try and then I'm going to be polite and say, sorry, I couldn't do it. No, I love you for doing it. Properly groomed. But anyway, I love basketball as a fan. I love it to watch. And but it's funny when I first came to L.A., like Denzel, those guys who he's always he's uh, I've known him forever. Yeah. And I remember one time he said, listen, I have an extra ticket to the Laker game. And I said, nah, I'm good. And he was like, excuse what? me? I said, I don't know, I'm good. And uh, I didn't really want to go. Cause what? I was before I was really into, I just wasn't really into basketball in 1983. All right. Okay. Okay. That's fine. This, this is like the Showtime Lakers. I was like, you're an idiot, but go on. Yeah, I, was. <laughs> I was, I was an idiot. God, and but, Denzel, um, like, is that De- like? I just think that's a good, that's a good pair. I like the two of you. I like this journey. I like you guys at games together. I want that to be a thing. Well, you know, so much comes out in sports events. Like my second wife, who's who who is of Korean descent, we go to a Laker playoff game, and who's the huge guy from China? What was his name? Yao Ming. Yao Ming was playing, and I'm sitting next to my then wife. And she said, they really should have sushi here. And in that moment, I said, we're not going to make it. We're not going to make it. You don't get it. You don't get it. Just like that. They don't serve sushi at basketball games. So, uh, but that, you know what I mean? When you're with someone and they say something and you look, it's like, I'm going to ride this out. Oh but yeah! I no. know in my heart of hearts, this is not destined for the kiss of death. Now, the 2021 version of that now is when you go to an event, like a sporting event, something that you love, and the person that you're hoping that's going to work out with mm-hmm. is just on their phone. No, the, no, that's no. not going to work. You know, I, I heard a statistic that just under 30 percent of women in America have admitted to being on the phone or scrolling. During sex, <laughs> which is it's, well, are you surprised though? I mean, no, and, and like, I'm gonna <laughs> say again, like you know, in the throes of initial passion, that would be devastating. But sure. they were 18 years in, two, three yeah. kids. There have been some ups and downs. We're doing maintenance, maintenance sex. 
Yeah. What that is? That's just, just keep the pipe so. I don't know what it is, but I've heard of it. Well, you know, you're a homeowner, so sometimes you got to flush the toilet, <laughs> run the shower, just keep those pipes open. Keep you it know. working. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. Just in yeah. case. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm just saying, maybe in that instance, I wow. understand. I understand. I don't want to do that. I don't. I really don't. I don't want to do that. But it takes all kinds. Now, wait. Who is your team? It's don't not it's only not, Spurs. That's it. Spurs. It's my only team. San, yeah, San Antonio Spurs. Have you heard of them? When is Popovich going to retire? You know what's funny? That's like the zillion dollar question. But if you watch him this year, um, and I'm, it's fine if you haven't, he's just, he's like having fun. I think the fact that it's a bunch of young, hungry kids. There's not a you know, there's not a household name mm-hmm. in the group. He genuine, and they seem to like each other. They seem to want to be out there. Play. It's it's kind of fun to watch. Like it's it's a surprise. This has been a bit of a surprise. I, I don't know. I don't know Popovich, but I'm always weary, wary of those guys right. who oh, he's a sweetheart. <laughs> you know, and he's standing there like, um, how do you think the Spurs play? Fuck off. <laughs> he's a jokester. Maybe he's a he teddy bear. You. He likes you when he threatens you. He that means hey. I respect you. Well, that's so. fair. No, because look, I, the people that I love the most in the world, I give a hard time to the most in the world. If I don't like you, I right. I may not even say a word or maybe well, two words. Who knows? I think we all know if you don't like someone, there's a legal document. Right? That's <laughs> you know, a summons. Is this a joke, Michelle? <laughs> no, it is not, sir. No, it is not. Well, wait, you're talking about rivalries. My second most important rivalry is with Marcellus Wiley and uh, hitting the Clippers. Yeah, he's a diehard. Gotta now, respect it. my relationship to Marcellus is <laughs> complicated. Um, yeah. I, I, I love him, and I've watched him since the first day he came on. Adore. I really did not know much about his football career, but I think he's a fascinating person and love mm-hmm. him to death. Um, I think he's a contrarian. Yes. Contrarian. Is. Very much so. Absolute contrarian. I loved Max and Marcellus. It, it, yes. it was the greatest podcast ever. And I, agree. I don't want to be that guy. So I don't ask him about it because you know how that is. You know, you were great on Mary Tyler Moore's show. What you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> which I get all the time. It's like, oh man, I loved you on Living Color. <laughs> You're like, I want a Tony like 10 minutes ago. Oh, what don't. do you want from me? <laughs> no, they don't know. But that being said, we just go at it with this Clipper thing. And but you know what? Don't you respect though that he won't back down? No. He never, and he never will. He never no, will. He will not. I love it. Not at all. Um, I think about a lot the last great Super Bowl party, one of the greatest parties in history. At your palatial mansion at the time. Sure. And uh, Marcellus was there with his wife, his beautiful wife, and his little son, MJ, who <laughs> um, he did a shake and bake move on this old black lady in your living room. And I was like, this dude is going to be a football player. Because she went, come here, give me a hug. And he went, mm, 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 mm. Oh, yeah, so those cheese doodles. Said, nah, uh-uh, you smell like mothballs. I don't want you hugging me. So, uh, it, yeah, man, love Marcellus, but he, this, the Clippers are amazing to me because they're so consistent. Uh, yes. <laughs> like they can't get out of their own way somehow. No, it's I just- mean, the most I, the most I rooted for the Clippers was when Doc uh, Rivers was there and the whole thing with Donald Sterling. 
Oh, exactly. Yeah. I think the, yeah, the country was like, go Clippers. Right. I hate Chris Paul. I hate him because again, he's so tenacious. He's one of those dudes. I hate him, but because he doesn't play for the Lakers. That's what. That's exactly. He has actually made me cry by hitting last minute shots against the Spurs that were, that had ramifications and I'm an adult Mm -hmm. and it still hurts me. Mm -hmm. It hurts me. And just, just his walk. His physical walk. Now, I remember being on the road and I saw this profile of Chris Paul. This before he got to L.A. I mean, I think he wasn't he in like Seattle or something. I forget where he was. And it was chronicling. This is his first knee operation. Oh, way. okay, Years and years ago. And I I just was like, who is this dude? He is the definition of a pit bull. And just, and he talks so much shit. A lot. And he flops. Oh, all of that. The flopping is what kills me, but it works. It works because last year, you know, when I was in Calgary, we couldn't go anywhere. It was COVID everywhere and, and Canada was very locked down. We were all quarantined. So I became overly involved in sports events. Uh, There was nobody there, you couldn't have visitors. Oh, I that's tough. Watching, I saw all of the F1 um, um, series that you turned me on to. The greatest show ever, but yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio, your mother's team. This is terrible. You know, I didn't even know these people. I know, <laughs> I'm so invested. <laughs> yeah, the, the Olympics. <laughs> this is water polo. It's really hard. I remember my girlfriend. Like you, can you ever tread wire and then kicked a ball? They don't cut their toenails so they can cut you. If they're like alligators. Oh, it's disgusting too. <laughs> That's what I read though. That's what I read. I read oh, I, I, read I believe all of that. Ew, it's like cockfighting where they like let the things like, it's disgusting. No, but last season when Chris Paul was out, he was out, he was injured. Yep. Dude, he kept coming. He, kept, he would not go away. <laughs> So yeah, if he's on your team, you're happy. He reminds me, the reason why I'm kind of scared of him and I don't like him is because I think only in terms of little kids, like if he lived in my neighborhood (laughs) and we got in a fight in like third grade, you know, you're going to be fighting his ass every summer until you leave town. Yeah, I could see that. He doesn't forget. Absolutely not. And I think he's that guy that so many people have probably said he'll never get it done. That that just, Mm -hmm. that keeps it every morning. Yeah. It's like a record player in his head. Yeah. I could see that. Like because he, until he does get it done, that's that will be the thing. Well, think about it. They go, his reputation. People don't really like to play with him. That's <laughs> the reputation. Right? Like, that's it. He's just know-it-all because he knows it all. <laughs> I'm being serious. Because he, he knows it all. And yep. uh, he's pretty much right. I mean, I think at this point, I thought he was never going to win a championship. At Could this, happen. Maybe he will. Maybe he will. I thought last year, I was like, I mean, there's a chance. There, like, this may it, actually happen for him. Yeah. It could happen he, again. He's fun to watch. I love, love him. Um, but these new dudes, like John Morant, is that his name? Yeah, John Morant. That dude, somebody mm-hmm. online called him, he's an old young man. Like, he looks like really young, but his voice sounds like an uncle. Yeah, well, we were. Yeah, we can play that game. <laughs> does. He's got like nine commercials running. I love yes. it. It's just like pow in your face. Here he is. Yeah, man. Trey Young. Love that. 
love. Trey it's Young? fun. Well, because Trey Young is like a pint size Reggie uh, Miller, who I yeah, love. he's old school. I think he's he still he embraces the trash talk. He embraces the crowd hating him. Like he mm-hmm. wants to be the heel. Like that's a very sort of old school way of doing things. Because I feel like the young kids today all want to get along. They want everyone to like them. Nah, and, if I were if I were young and a player, I'd be I, I could hang out with Trey Young because they go, why do you why did you <laughs> why did you endorse playing the bad guy? He goes, I don't know. We were playing and they were booing. And I said, okay. <laughs> Thought about it. That was it. <laughs> Boom, done. He, he gets it. Like he yeah, gets but there it. was no deep thought. It wasn't like, you know. Because no. if you were to ask LeBron, he would be like, you know, if you go back to the history of basketball, <laughs> um, statistically and categorically, I know that. But then he would come back three days later with a different <laughs> statement. Like, <laughs> backtrack yeah, that one. Yeah, <laughs> Young was just like, I don't know, it was fun too. So. It's, it was reaction, and then he was like, "I mean, you tell the Madison Square Garden crowd yeah. that's that is the most condescending, perfect that moment." I love that. By the way, I've kept I've kept you on here for a really long time. Well, wait, we have to talk more about Steph Curry. We're gonna take a quick break right here, and we will be right back. Okay, we're back. We, we still got a little bit more to talk about. I mean, there's a lot more to talk about, but a little bit more to talk about. Do you have a scouting report for me? Is he is he going to make no, it? No, he's just fun to watch too, man. Oh, I as a person whose team he has crushed, mm-hmm. I, I can never not like Steph Curry. I I've like, thought about. I don't it. know. Never. I don't know what he is or who he is personally. I've never met him. Right. I can't tell you. I can't even have what he's really like, but. He's fascinating to watch. Really is. It's he so is fun. Like, damn. Because you know why? A twenty-point deficit for the Warriors means nothing. Because it's, it. he's out. He's out there. That's a couple shots away. We're back in it. I'm like, and it, it's true. I mean, I watched it happen this year, and it was a thirty-six point swing by the end of the game. And I just thought, no other team am I sticking around until the end of the game to watch if it's like that. But I will watch them. He, he has like. Um, in terms of competitiveness, uh, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, those genes where he's yeah. just fucking <laughs> kill you. Yeah, but he but he has a sweet, like an innocent face, and so people I think don't take him seriously sometimes. I don't think they understand he's on that level as far as like killer instinct. <laughs> but you know, black people hate is really funny because they were talking to like other players who would be on your teams and nobody put Steph on. Like they put Westbrook. Thank you. They put Westbrook because you know he's a killer. I know he's gonna be, you know, he's gonna be shooting and you know giving it his all. And <laughs> somebody said, well what about Steph Curry? Like, man, he all light skinned and <laughs> He grew up rich. I swear to God. He grew up rich. His daddy was in the league. Man, he don't know nothing about playing on the this is real. Playing, you know, in the in the in the parking lots and all that old stuff. He ain't got no gangster. No, no, forget him. So I'm just like, wow. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. He's my first pick for anything. Anything. Man, yeah. I wanna win. Okay, how rich he was. Anyway. Anyways. Michelle. David. David. Do you have any any uh, final? Well, when can we watch Joe Pickett? Like, when do we get to? Joe Pickett, um, our first four episodes dropped December 6th. Okay. On so Paramount Spectrum. Don't ask me how you get Paramount Spectrum. Go online. I can't tell you. 
the we'll same way you get uh what was this link you sent me uh, I don't know. So I'll put a <laughs> dot seven. Um, but our second, um, we did 10 episodes. So our second four just will drop on December 10th. That means tomorrow. God, that is tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, okay. man. So check me out. I wear cowboy hats and, you know, I'm all- I know. I'm, I'm actually checking for just for that. It's really good. And I'm, I, I, uh, I'm not kidding around. Like, it's funny in our business- um, they dropped the trailer and all, all of us, you know, in the cast were like texting each other. Damn, this this looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> you know, You're like pleasantly surprised. I always, yes, I always go back to relationship stuff. You know, when you when you see a picture of yourself with an old girlfriend, you're like, damn, I look cute, didn't I? Right? Yeah, that was so cute. Right. Yeah, so it looks really great. It looks really great. Okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I, you know what? Succession's got one episode left, so I'm, I'm right at that Ooh. clear canvas time where I need a new show. You know what? I wanted the dude, the creepy son, Roman, to really be hooking up with the old lady. But well, I mean, I don't know what to think now. This last episode killed. I loved every second of it. I loved episode. it too, but I thought initially because what happened is I saw the second half, like right when right when he dropped the dick pic. Oh God, it was such to a the moment. end, and then I had yeah. to wait a few days and I watched the first half because. That's I fell asleep and I woke up in the middle of the episode. So I had to wait until I could find it. But so initially I thought her demeanor was, yes, we do our thing, but this is corporate. So I can yeah, do that. that's what I thought. But then when I watched the whole thing, now I've changed to, she wants to hold power, number one. She knows what the sister is doing to bring down her brother. But also, she doesn't want to piss him off. So it almost came like this could, her response to his lasciviousness could have been any modern day female executive where you have to yes. hold your powder, you have to address it, you have to say, I don't approve, please stop, and I'm not into this. So I'm confused, right. in other words. I don't know if she likes him or not. I think it's this like weird, like, because didn't Mother they do cut. stuff like, together? They did. I think did so. I, I I thought they did, but I think the stuff they do is not what we consider doing stuff. I think it's uh, weird. Well, so my girlfriend said they he did stuff in her presence. That's what I think it was. Is, it's well, then that's a crime. That's not yeah, a relationship, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, it's like, like Harvey I mean, Weinstein. That's not we dated. It's like a weird, like it's like a what is it, Oedipus? Like it's a weird. This is a weird one. Because I know, but in previous episodes, like when he would talk about it, her demeanor was funnier because she'd go, can we, can we change something, please? I know. And that's why I'm, I think there's coming, well, look, the last episode is this coming weekend. And but didn't you a think lot. she was kind of titillated and into it, but. Yes. Because he's, a, he's an interesting character, but one that, I mean, I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole, but no. God, God, he's funny. <laughs> I want him in the room. Is when his father goes, get in the room. I love it. It's like, I think because I've had that conversation with many an older man in authority. That's the only way men can open up. Are you some kind of freak? <laughs> are you a, a sick? I, yeah. I love Logan. Logan Roy. Yes. Are you a sicko? My son is a sicko. I love it. Oh, my dad, everybody's doing it. Like, it's not he's that like, big deal. You know, he's like, what are you talking about? Just don't be a creep. Are you a creep? <laughs> stop it. Just stop it. Just stop it. Just what stop are you it. doing? <laughs> I love it. So I love that show. All right, Joe Piggott, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm excited. I will be sending you all of my reviews secretly. Um, and let's that's my goal. That's my goal. 
offline very soon. Okay. Yeah, we've got to catch up. Love you, Michelle. And I'm Love glad you. we got this working. So next time moving forward, just tell me Zoom. Just give me that Zoom link, okay? Don't well, I'm learning too. This is like my seventh episode. I don't know what I'm doing, so I'm on and it. Watch that kid from Detroit. He did oh, not Q? go to Michigan. Yeah, Q's out of it. Watch him. Q's getting fired after this, I bet. All right. Uh, no chance. <laughs> Bye, David. All right, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Wherever you can find your podcast, rate, subscribe, all the good things you're supposed to do so that we can continue to feed our children. And we appreciate you. We'll see you next time. <laughs>